Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market. I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself, and this is of course uh, difficult to say because it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for leg cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about maybe I should go to an emergency room. Since I've used Cramp Medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended like once for every seven days. That's how effective is. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there. Electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it, crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI, or higherbalance.com. We've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price forum. Uh, People have said over the years it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, We're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp Medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down. Uh, We do have a lot, a lot of material, a lot of classes that are really excellent, I feel. you know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes, uh, probably at least 70, 80% off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, one thing we may do is maybe change around in the store, like uh, uh, bi-monthly or something, which modules we're offering, because there's so many, I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around, but it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before the, all those other ones start arriving. Uh, back for availability and we're going to start taking down some probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh, information there which I'm very proud of Um, so that's what I have to say on that please check out Higher Balance Institute uh, you know or higherbalance.com and uh, support Higher Balance please get uh, and try out uh, cramp medic for family, friends, anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular. It it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants and trying to get to your legs. Uh, no need for tablets. One shot, seven days, phenomenal. If you are interested in acquiring Eric Pepin's books, visit higherbalancebooks.com.
I'm constantly, constantly searching for ways to make you understand stuff. Constantly searching for examples. Constantly searching for things that somehow, at the right time in your life, is going to click, and you're going to hit some kind of level of enlightenment. That that something that I'm saying, you're going to really understand because everything that I say to you guys, you understand. But the the stuff that really is like keys that are really going to take you somewhere is, is the most elusive thing to understand. You understand it not to a point where it instantly makes this chain of events in your head kind of just explosion of pathways that just, just all of a sudden you understand. And that's ultimately what you're searching for. So I'm always looking for new ways to kind of explain an old thing. And then it's very unfortunate if you guys go, well, gee, we already kind of understand it. No, if you, if you really said that, then you really don't know what you're talking about. And why is that? Because if you did understand it, you'd be enlightened. But you're not. So the point for anybody to say, well, I already understand that. I already No, you, you have an understanding of it. But you don't, not to where you really need to take it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, something is, is missing. It's like living in a house your whole life. And then one day you move a piece of furniture or something. All of a sudden there's this little cubby hole there. And you're like, whoa, you know, I've lived here five years. Where did this come from? You, you're missing something. You think you understand, but you're missing something. So it's very interesting to me when I observe what's going on as, A, what are movies in my opinion? The consciousness of the planet. Which is or communicating to living organisms in a way. It's a part of like evolution on a big scale. It's a way of teaching mass classrooms, educating a species of the whole planet. These movies don't just stay in America. They they're now travel all over the world, to the Philippines, to Europe, to Asia to all parts of the world, and, and this information, the languages are broken down, they're, they're retexts, they're whatever, but the, the same concept for the most part is being told, and it's getting into the, to the majority of the people's consciousness, particularly the next generation who's more adept at understanding it. So there, there is a movement for the whole planet as a living organism in space, its own intelligence rising because it has to educate everything. It's like your brain. Your brain has a total response that the whole body is rewarded for. If we discover there's water because something tells us there's water in the other room, everything in my body is rewarded by the fact of that information. Do you understand? So this information is, is, is globally making the consciousness of the planet moving in time as it's as a, a living creature expanding. We are the neurosystem per se. Every human being is made from the substance of the universe, which is the body of God. So we all instinctually have a sense or a desire to return from what we come from, meaning to God. This is why when we, we have primitive man and we have continents of distance and civilizations growing completely different, completely different civilizations and cultures completely, never knowing about the other one until later they, they bump into each other. Yet the one thing that we have completely in common is that everybody made an assumption or a creation of what God was. We all understood that there was something beyond us, and we, of course, created upon that and created the idea of that. So we know that instinctually man, the planet, is moving towards a consciousness, towards a higher consciousness. Now, man is also perpetually lazy. It's everybody's problem in this room. It's everybody's problem on the face of the planet. Mankind wants the easiest route. Now, 
the brainstorm to all this, which makes it very interesting, is when you think about what is it that you're trying to achieve spiritually. One of the things that you're trying to achieve is to attain higher dimensions of consciousness. What does that entail? Does that mean experiencing other dimensions? Absolutely. So you would move into a different state of mind, and your whole reality as we perceive it dissipates. It's gone. We are now in a whole new dimension of space and time, really. This is what you're working for that's very difficult to do. Now, what's very interesting now is what is mankind doing with the technology? They're creating a reality of an illusion. They're creating a cheap imitation of what spirituality is really moving to the higher dimensions, the other places of consciousness that your mind moves into. Man is still working diligently on creating a false reality for them to believe that they're going to contain their immortality and happiness. What's, what do we think when we, when we die spiritually? Everybody thinks of a form of immortality if you can achieve it. Everybody also thinks of a level of blissfulness, correct? Where you're free of disease, you're free of, of, of cold and, and pain. And what are we doing, what, we, what we're creating with these digital worlds is we're virtually creating the ultimate idea of what we perceive this other level to be. And of course the real question is, is do I think this is bad or good or what is my opinion? Naturally I think it's bad. I always says the dark side will mirror, mirror, think about what I'm saying, mirror. How close to perfect is a mirror image? It's almost identical. It virtually is, except for one slight flaw. It reverse faces everything. But technically, other than that, it's identical. The dark side and the force are interwoven in time, moving through, through a level of time that we can't understand, but it is a moment for it. And it is a dance, you could say, of, of, of battles as to which one's going to win in the final outcome. But the point is, is that I think that a lot of the need for man's laziness or trying to create an ultimate reality is its way of thinking that it's going to achieve an immortality. And in so doing, they'll go for the fastest, easiest, quickest route, and that will be it. But in the end, when the plug is done, everybody ceases to exist. The ones who really achieve the true spirituality into the ultra-consciousness, per se, those are the ones who will become truly immortal. But like most human beings, they want satisfaction now. So they can't feel tomorrow, they can't deal with tomorrow. When tomorrow gets here, it'll be a different story, but it's too late. So it, it really opens up numerous amounts of interesting ideas when we look at the concept. Now that the general human being can understand holographic universes or virtual reality and where it's going, um, no longer with the concept of thuggy, Tron-like looking worlds, but really worlds that look absolutely real. And it's funny because there's a level of truth to it. It doesn't mean just because it, it is that it's completely evil. No, evil is, is 1%, 99% is its truth. Otherwise, you couldn't get sucked into believing it. It has to be as real as it is, and there's a truth in it. And spiritually for us, it is, a, it is a tool for you guys. If you can recognize what it is, you need to walk away from understanding it. Not to be lured in like the little silver fish moving through the water and you want to bite it if you were a fish, but to understand that there's a hook there, there's a price. It, it may be tempting, but you've, you've got to understand what something is. And all the levels of, of, of it are just very, very, very intriguing. One 
per se, just to give you a little brainstorm of thought, is what do I always say that this all is? It's an illusion. It's an illusion. And it is an illusion. You could say, in a way, that like a computer generates a virtual world, so is something on a much larger level generating, much like a computer, this reality. That you could say, well, if this is an illusion, it's not real. No, it's true to say that it is real up to a certain percent. Everything is energy. Energy is real in the, in the bottom line. It's just constructs of light. It's not the reality of what it really is. It's an illusion still. It's truly a hologram. It's truly a virtual reality. It's just how we want to perceive it. So when we go into these worlds of virtual reality that we create, we no longer can tell the difference there anymore. And that, that time is already growing near that you'll, you'll see this not just in a movie, but it's going to happen. And you'll go in there and you're going to feel the texture of the chair. You're going to feel this conversation. Maybe we're going to have a virtual spiritual teacher. Uh, you're going to have this other reality. And you can stay there forever really not knowing what's going on, much like the pods per se for the matrix. So. In essence, what becomes reality and what becomes freedom? The difference is in the end is one is enslavement, enslavement of your spirit. The other one is true freedom. And you, you don't know the difference. They're, they're made to be like a webbing that you can't see. And one, is, one has space you can possibly make it through, and the other one is going to catch you, and it's going to destroy you in the end. When I say to you everything is predictable, Everything technically is up to a certain point. There is a point where it's not no more. But on our level, it's pretty much we run on that level, which makes it a what? A matrix. If I have the room, as I always taught you guys, it's a perfect size room. We know the equations of the size. I take the ball and I bounce it. And I say, where's it going to stop? Put your finger right on the spot where it's going to stop. You really can't do it. But if we had a computer to calculate the weight of the ball, the density of the ball, the, the speed ratio, the, the room, all, all these variables, would it be able to tell you if it was a super, super beyond what we understand as supercomputers, like in another 10,000 years, what we'll have for, for computers, would it be able to tell you then where it's going to stop? So what is now random and what is predictable? It's only unpredictable because our brains cannot go to that level unless you learn how. Enlightened, you can't. You, you become a supercomputer. That's the secret. Now, so everything is predictable in a way. Even, even life and humankind is predictable. We just can't perceive. Some people would say to me, how can you predict the future? Years ago when I used to do readings, uncanny, uncanny how, how accurate. It wasn't because the future is technically written. It is predicted. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is it's tapping into this, this consciousness that's here. It's like radio signals moving through the air right now, and TV waves, and, and satellite. We don't think about it, but it's moving through us right now. Well, there is a super consciousness that's part of the planet, and then another one that's part of the universe. Do you understand? And when your mind can move at the speed of light rather than biochemical, you can understand your the knowledge you want. Now, people only pick a certain thing. Like, you might watch TV, but you're missing out on all the cellular phone calls going on right now through the air. You're missing out on all the pages. You're missing out on all the, the ham radio conversations right now. There's probably 400 stations, satellite TV, 900, I'm sorry, going through us right now. But you select one. So you select maybe to predict the future with your ability, or you select to do something else spiritually. The idea is you're, you're still limiting yourself because you haven't really, really hit you what you can do. If you can do one, you can do them all. If everything's an illusion, you can change reality if you can reach enlightenment. But as they show in the movie, it's very difficult to do it, and you fall back asleep. This is sleep now. 
we have supercomputers that we'll have that will create these artificial worlds, and, we'll, and they're going to be amazing. But there's one thing that, that these computers can do, but they can't do. Everything you'll see in a virtual world is something that can be conceived, that you can imagine. Anything that's beyond that, that's outside of that, and the true supercomputer, the consciousness of God, is un uncomprehensible to us yet. It is, every corner is like, it's beyond words. It's so unimaginable to perceive that, that it is enlightening in itself. It, it changes your consciousness to become an, an older, more powerful being just from observing it. But in our little world, we see amazing things, but we're, it's always about touch, feel, sensuation, sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever you want. It's, it's, we are so limited because we, we're just, this is what we are, is what we perceive ourselves to be. So this is the limitation of your program. Think of a computer program. Can a program do something more other than what it's programmed to do? Do you get what I'm saying? So I believe the consciousness of God is the ultimate computer. When you look at, at supercomputers on this planet, the best we'll have in thousands of years, and it can create amazing things. Imagine what it can create for, for virtual worlds versus getting off the, the, the planet. It's a little P, the solar system, a little P it's in. And then it, it, think about the whole universe, and that is the true supercomputer. What are the possibilities for universes and dimensions that exist within its virtual worlds? Now, you may ask yourself, how does this all work? Man is made in the image of God. It's probably true to some level, not in a physical aspect, but in a, in a dimensional conscious way of thinking. When we do what? What do we create for our own virtual world? We have our own virtual worlds. That's where we go in our dreams, per se. And they're real. Is it not so real in your dream that sometimes you cannot tell the difference? You smell, you taste, you're cold, you're warm, you can have sex, you can do all of the things you do in this reality. Then what is the difference between this reality and your dream world? None. It's just this is the point of projection. This is the point where, where it's like a, a thick line between all the finer levels of other dimensions you can move to and, and experience. When you go into your mind, there are virtual worlds from your supercomputer which is better than any computer that's, that's going to be made probably for the next thousands of years even. It's creating its own micro version of the bigger version of what God's creating that we are in the thick of. So in essence, when you go into your realm, it is another form of virtual reality and we're just recreating it. We're mimicking it because we want to control it more. The difference between your virtual worlds is you think you don't have control. But what do I always try to teach you? Try to wake in your dreams and see your hand. Take control of the illusion. If you can do it there, you can do it here. There's not a difference. You just believe there is. I'm seeing how man and its evolutionary process is moving forward as a species, that the intelligence is growing, that the visionaries are growing, that, that the understanding of spirituality is coming closer, but they don't understand the spirituality at all. Do you understand? They're still separating it. They want their experience, but they want to ignore their existence to God. They want it to all be about physical experience. That's the organic planet. That's the dark side. That's all about, about stimulation creating a solidified you rather than an energy consciousness you, which is boundless. Do you understand? It's all about them plugging into gratification.
through their normal five senses because they cannot perceive what is beyond the five senses. So therefore, everything they're creating is really developing your mind to, to solidify so it can't really expand in its own unique way. And, and that's, I mean, you might be able to fly eventually in your, in your virtual world. You may be able to do certain things, but you'll never be able to do what you could never have already imagined. You can only do things that you can perceive now. In the end, the people who create virtual reality and follow that path will reach an end. It's an end like it is to say to you when you buy a new toy. It's exciting at first. What happens to it eventually when you've mastered it over and over again, or a video game, or anything else? It becomes obsolete and you withdraw, don't you? You're seeking that something else. What happens when you've done the ultimate of experiences and you've reached the end of it? You've done it so many times it's lost its interest. That will be the death of, of the red cell eventually. We're talking thousands of years into the future. But eventually they will reach an end where, where there's just nothing for them to do. It's, they have to turn to God or they die. Do you understand? They have to leap to that unpredictability of amazement, which is an infinity of knowledge and experience beyond, beyond the human races and any sentient being we become can project into there. It's still boundless. That's what you really want. Do you follow what I'm saying? You want what, what cannot be understood at this moment. You want that what cannot be perceived or conceived. You want, that's what you really want. We are seekers of experience. So we create our own artificial experience because we're too lazy to really work within, within this higher level. And it's not that it's really terribly hard. The problem is, is, is that human beings are perpetually lazy and technology in life deters us from, from awakening and the comforts of life deter us from being spiritually awakened, so we have a much more harder time to attain it. First thing you got to understand is, is, you, is that we're trying to understand something that's in a, that is virtually an unknowable way of understanding because you can't do it with a human brain, you can't do it with human eyes or sense of smell or sense of hearing or sense of taste or words that only represent words, that only represent things in this dimension that we can understand. And now I'm being asked to link all this to give you something bigger that you don't understand, that, that ultimate unknowable thing. And you, you just, you can't do it from here. Do you follow what I'm saying? You have to, you have to realize what this all is first. Then you can do it. Because then your vocabulary, your consciousness of how you understand things completely, this becomes ABCs, it's nothing. We are energy beings. Perhaps the hologram is inside of us and this is all the reality. If you are the physical you, let's assume you think that this is who you are, and your mind is just your mind, and that's an energy place, and your dreams are your, in essence, your, your virtual world. What I'm saying is, is that then the body of God is a structure, and the mass of his inner mind is all of this. It's when you say this is God's dream. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's, there's a really fantastic thought here if you can catch the wave. I don't think you guys are getting it. Imagine something so big that the brain of God is, is we're just a microscopic ant inside of it. And our little universe is happening just like molecular stuff in a microscope. It's happening all over us, but we're just don't, not even aware of it. That in your mind, you create on a micro level, you're a little miniature of God, you're creating these vast universes in your, in, your, in your consciousness, in your dreams, in all these scenarios. And what I'm saying is, is, is imagine that, that God's mind is what we're within. 
and that these are all the billions of scenarios happening with, within him. And this is this is why it's all an illusion still. If you could say your dreams are illusion, then I would say if the mind of God or the universe is the body of God, then this is the illusion for God. And we're part of it. The first mistake you can make is to think that God is a man now, or to think God thinks like a man, or that God is anything like a human being. It's not. But in order to get you just where you got for the little tiny piece of knowledge you just got, I had to lie and, and fool you into thinking in a way that, that took you outside of the box for a second. Now your brain as a human being wants to think of God in, in a human way, or that it's a big brain, or that it's, it's some structure of matter. It's not. So throw that part out, but keep the pearl you got. Do you understand? That now you have an understanding that this is all an illusion. Do you follow what I'm saying? Just like it would be an illusion in your mind. But don't think of the other half, because the other half ain't real. It's, it was just a container to move you to where you are now. If you get stuck on the container, then you'll be stuck here. That's the dangerous part. What does everybody do? They go back to sleep. That is the battle of the student, is that you go back to sleep. It's like accepting your virtual reality. In the virtual reality world, you begin to accept the virtual reality as your reality, and you forget that it's really not real. It's so real that you convince yourself it is real, and you forget the fact of even asking yourself, is it, is it, is it real or not real anymore? You just accept it. In your dream, that if this is really kind of a dream also, that in your dream, we're going to be careful we don't get hung up on words, because throw the container out now. Dream is a container to get you to here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Forget about it, because it's, it's, it's just a lie. So I can show you how to get to an understanding. In your dream, you have your dream, you think it's reality. At some given moment, you wake up in your dream, and you realize, wait a minute, the ultimate question, this isn't real. This is a dream, I'm dreaming. And you all of a sudden have the realization, and then what happens? You go back into the dream world, and you forget that you even asked yourself if it's a dream, or some part of you knows it is, but it begins to wash away because you begin to interact with the, vir with the dream, or what you could say, the, the visual world, or you could say the virtual world. Do you understand? You forget. In essence, you go back to sleep there. Do you understand? You go back into a dream state consciousness. So when you guys are here, you guys go to sleep when you lose your spirituality, when you forget to fight for your spirituality, to hang on to your little bit of consciousness. And the more that you fall asleep and the less you do spiritually, the more this world solidifies for you. And the more that you fight to awaken, the more that you begin to see the entities move through here, the other dimensions, the other universes, and eventually be able, hopefully, to begin to affect this dimension. But you go back to sleep. Because it's hard to stay awake. In your dream, what do you do? We say in reality, when you go to sleep, you become part of the machine, right? You go to work, you go to sleep, you do everything, you lay down on you because it's too much work to what? To find your spirituality again, to work on it. So you, you seem to automate. Well, what do you do in your dream? When you wake up in your dream and you realize you're dreaming, what do you do eventually? You go back to sleep. You go back into your dream. What do you do in your dream? You do whatever the dream's program is where it's going to take you. What do you think you're doing here? Nothing different. Absolutely nothing different. Tell me what, it, what the difference is. Do you understand? There's only one true reality, and that is to, to become conscious, to have true awareness. 
it's like being multi-frequency. You can see all the... Remember how I always say I see so many different things? It's, it's like being aware of it all. That's really being alive. That's enlightenment, to be a true sentient being in the universe, to have consciousness, not to be moved by the program. Do you follow me? I choose the destination. I choose to become part of the dream, to move along in it. But I can step out when I have to. That's the difference that you guys don't have. You guys understand, but you don't understand how to step out. That's why you need the teacher. Do you understand? Even now, I pull you out of your dream. Even now, I, as the awakened one, has to use my awakenedness to reach you. Do you follow me? In your dream, you go back into a, a sleep state of mind. You just function. Here, you lose your sense of spirituality. You go right back into the program. Am I not right? Can everybody see that? Yeah. Can you? You understand? That's why you have to fight. It's like, it's like trying to stay awake in your dream. How easy is it? Hard. Is it just hard? That's it. Hard can be done. Moving the table around might be hard, but we can do it. Oh, it's like near impossible. Precisely. But is it achievable? Yeah. Do you get my point? So it's achievable here, isn't it? And haven't certain people learned to control their, their dream worlds, as they call it? It's virtual worlds. It's no different really than this one, but this is the main one. This is, this is the place in between the dark's consciousness and the light's consciousness. This is the ultimate percolated point that you are frequencizing at. So this is, this is the main one that you seem to be, but the reality is, in your virtual worlds, you are living there and as active there as you are here. You just aren't bridging them together. What do I always say about past lives? You've lived many past lives, right? But you can't really remember it right now, but you have, and you guys accept that. So you have memories of other stuff. Well, what I'm saying to you is, is you are existing in other worlds, but you're not, you're not aware of it. When you go to sleep, one minute is, could be a day. In comparison to the universe, I've just come in for just a minute, which is a hundred years here. In your dream, what do you do? You convince yourself that you're kind of in control, even though you know you're not. Even though you guys know you're not, you're convincing yourself, oh, I can go back to my spirituality whenever I want. But in reality, you're not in control anymore because you've, you've given up to take the control. You've decided to go on autopilot. You've decided not to, with the machine. Now, when I say to you, look at your hand in your dream, what makes that so shocking in your dream? Because it's an active choice that shocked you that was not in the program. It's from another program that leaped over into your, your, your next virtual reality in your dream mode. And that's what, what shocks the system. What do I say here? I say, whatever is your main pattern, chop it up a little bit. Shock it. Throw something in there that's going to that's gonna mess it up. I always say, use me in that intimate way to shock the system because I'm multidimensional. What is that ripples all of your virtual worlds. You just may not know it. But because you're in so much conflict or you're so much in debate or wherever you're at in it, it's enough to ripple everything else, to question who am I, what am I. In itself, the byproduct eventually is something more refined. It begins to build what? The body. We always talk about the body. You're building a body for enlightenment. The enlightenment body can, is a multispectral body. Instead of, instead of it being the product of the virtual reality, it, it can move through them all like frequencies. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, it's not limited. You can change reality. But it's the same thing. If I keep changing dimension reality here, 
it has an effect. This is why I always say it's not good for me to do stuff like that. It's not good for me to, to pull off like major things because it, it has an effect on, on the machinery per se for this dimension. In your dream, something's happening. In a way, you kind of know it's a dream, but you're ignoring it. And in a way, you kind of know what's going to happen, but you, you kind of don't. And there's a whole purpose behind the dream because the dream fully intends to do something. In reality, life isn't much different. You know that you're really kind of asleep, spiritually, because of everything you learned from me. But yet, you still choose to kind of do whatever. In a way, mostly everything you know what you're going to do, you already kind of know the outcome a little bit. In a way, in your dream, you're a little bit afraid of what's going to happen, and a little bit you're curious. In this reality, you're a little bit afraid of losing the teacher, but in another way, you're a little curious to, to do whatever you're doing. It's really not much different. The idea is, how do you get out of the loop? This is why we meditate. This is why we do the things we do. When I say we're not moving slow enough, no one really still understands that. You hear me say it. You nod your heads, but you ain't got a clue. And even though I'm going to explain it, and you're going to think you're going to get it, you will only walk away with 10% of it. And how can I say that for so for sure? Because I know already. Because I've already leaped ahead. But if you really got it, you'll reach enlightenment like that. When I say we cannot move slow enough, it means to try to be conscious of as much as possible. Watch what happens when I'm talking. Feel what you feel. See the carpet. Feel the chair that you're sitting in. Feel your hands touching your skin. Hear the sound in the room. Be aware of one, an one another. Be conscious of as many things as you can. And the first question is, you say, what for? It's just going to be the same in two seconds. That's not. That's how a human thinks. When you slow everything down, in the beginning, it just, it's just a struggle just to be aware of it instead of automating it. When you slow everything down, the longer you can train yourself to be more aware of things, it slips you slowly out of the virtual reality. You become less and less a machine. The machine needs you not to really be conscious. It needs you to interact like a dream. You just move through things. Do you understand? When you become conscious in your dream, what happens? You become awake. When you, when, what, think about it. You guys have the knowledge in you. You have the memory. In your dream, when you look at your hand, what are you doing? It's the first thing you're becoming conscious of for everything else just happening. You're experiencing, you're doing, you're in the dream. I'm running, I'm walking, I'm, I'm moving, but there's things happening. But it's, it's, it's a virtual reality. It's, just, it's building it so fast that you don't see it happening. It looks like it's real. Do you follow me? But if you stop for a second and you question something, what happens? That's the moment you realize you're dreaming. It's the moment that you really stop and you say, oh, wait a minute, this doesn't seem real. Something triggers you, and what are you doing? You're becoming conscious for a minute. You're questioning and seeing things for a moment instead of just being. That's what wakes you up, but eventually you fall right back asleep. So when we say in your spiritual training you cannot move slow enough, everything's moving quick right now. So quick you have no idea. Speed of light. It's what's creating this frequency. We're all moving at it. 
But to stop and move your consciousness on anything for any given moment slows it down. You're holding that glass. If you think of that glass, you're, everything's speeding around it. But that glass, because your mind can move at the speed of, of light, energy, you can hold it. You just don't understand how. So when you start to look at everything, you begin to hold everything in your mind. Your mind begins to learn after a while to hold reality. And what happens is, it's like the movies. Everything stops and you can move around. It's like how they do with the pictures, how, how you walk around the objects. It's the only way I can explain it, but it's not quite like that. But there's a kind of knowing inside of you that feels good, but it feels really calm. And you look, and you know something ain't right, but you just don't know what it is because you're so used to it always being around. Well, it's the same thing that happens in your dream, does it not? In your dream, all of a sudden you get a sense of something this isn't right. That's what makes you realize it's a dream. So by willfully and actively trying to hold things, that's how you wake up in a way. By slowing everything down and in your mind, stop babbling, stop talking, just be still. But as sure as in your dream, as you fall back asleep and you forget to being about conscious, so do you fall asleep hereafter. You fall right back into the machine. When you glitch out, it resets you to go back in. It's the same thing happening in this dimension. Same thing. So you constantly have to build your strength up and your awareness and your consciousness through diligence of your spirituality to someday break free from it. Or you become another red cell. You become part of the product of the machine, spurring it out. And it's hard to do. And this is why you want a spiritual teacher, someone who's constant. Someone who is like this pillar that you can project and hang on to or be near, and it somehow holds you into this gravitational pull with all this other artificialness. Somehow, even when you're moving in the artificialness, you know that there's a connection holding you, that, that you can return when it's time. That's why the teacher says, sit, let's learn, let's talk. We're, we're stopping everything now. Do you understand? We're moving out of, of this reality. But we say to ourselves, well, we still know the couch is here. In time, it dissipates. As you become more spiritual, things begin to happen. You've got to be careful you don't think in time. Most people think of time as in distance. How long does it get from A to B? Okay, That's not how time works. Throw time out. Time is a container. It's only going to screw you up. It's from this dimension. Do you understand? When you begin in your mind to become very conscious of things, you will feel yourself and you can move. You can move. And everything around you is, is still. Even when I watch water, I can let myself go to the point where I can see the water still. By meditating, by doing your spiritual stuff, by trying to get as much energy as you can is what allows you to escape from this frequency. It's what allows you to change this dimension. It's what allows your mind to bridge time and space. And you will not be able to do it if you keep allowing yourself to fall asleep. And the only way not to fall asleep is to set an alarm clock. Do you follow me? To wake yourself out of your dream, you have an alarm clock per se. In this world, you must have an alarm clock. Your alarm clock really is me in a way. It's to snap you out of your dream, to, to bring you to here, so that you can re-question what you perceive as reality. It's, it's for you to have little spiritual things, like a certain day every time you know you do your meditation. It's what brings you into this place. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you set up regiments of gathering with other students because they, when you collect more like-minded people, you can create a bigger bubble, I call it. You can, you can push time better. Do you understand? As long as everybody has their mind working with you.
But if you have heavy sleepers, that can be like a poisoning with you too. That's why I always say when I see people begin to slouch and they're not getting it. They're, they're going to sleep because they're not. It's like the universe is saying you're too weak. Go. Fall back into the machine. Do you understand? So you've got to be very careful who you select. You can make it more powerful or you can introduce somebody in that's going to bring it all down and bring you to sleep. Do you understand? It's because they, they don't have the power to, to push you out of that gravitation. Do you understand? They can't slip out of the thing. This is why the teacher will, will sometimes push energy out and, and bring you there. You might hear my voice thing. Um, how many of you guys have, have heard me changing away frequencies and you hear my voice change? Now I say, well, there's, there's a reason for that. It's because I'm really hyperdimensionalizing. You see this, but that's not really what's going on. This is part of the illusion for you, but it's, there's more traveling from this other place out. What keeps you here is your five senses, basically. Your sense of smell, your touch, your hearing, your eyesight. All of these things are what bind you to this reality or makes you believe in this reality. This is what we do. Why, why do we say sit, be still, clear your mind of thought? What happens? You're not using your five senses, basically, anymore, or at least you're not being attentive to them. Do you follow me? You're really shutting them all out. So what are you left with? Nothing, technically. So what happens is, is that you begin to have consciousness, eventually, on other levels that you can't perceive. And the more that you do it, at first you go, well, there's nothing there, there's nothing there, there's nothing. It's inevitable in human nature, or I should say spiritual nature, that you question and that you want to experience things. So what will, will adapt as a soul inside of you, or a consciousness, it will find other means to experience you. You will develop other ways of, of, of experiencing other than touch and smell and hearing and taste. That there are other ways of experiencing. Do you follow me? It's just beyond your comprehension, but you cannot make something that you cannot perceive yet. You can't imagine it. But I'm telling you, as sure as evolution is evolution and it changes everything over time, so will there be things that adapt inside of you to allow you to experience in other ways that you haven't thought of, but you have to endure the natural instinct to use the basic stuff that you have already. Do you follow me? Once you do that, you, you, you'll be able to perceive and move through time and space and, and move without being seen and be able to, to do miracles. But you can't do it if you think the way you think, and the only way you're going to get out of thinking the way you think is to stop thinking. Because thinking can only tell you what it is that you can, you can imagine, what you can see, what you understand. You can inevitably understand a whole lot more. It's just, you just don't have the faith to take, take that chance. It's like you're afraid of it. And again, that's death. Because death means the removal of, of what you think you are. And that's your five senses, too. Questions? You're here in this time, in this space, in this dimension, this life. And it's not the whole you, it's just a very small part of you. Yes. Um, it's a very small part of all of us, really. The rest of our consciousness, is it completely asleep, or are we living our lives at the exact same time that we're now? You are living what I would call hologram lives, virtual realities, yes. You are living, but they don't have to be lived in the way you do. And you must remember, you can't see the whole path of it. Now, you become enlightened in this life, you become enlightened in every life that you're living now. Yes. Yes. Once you reach enlightenment, it's you just—it's just a knowing. You just know how to to move through it all. But there are limitations. When you go into to a, a reality, you must give up 
in a way, a kind of death, a temporary death, much like you guys forget your past life, there's a part of you you have to forget because there's no way for me to solidify in this dimension if I don't. I couldn't be having this conversation with you guys if I really accepted the totality of what I was. If I did, it's so powerful that all of this would disappear. I would disappear. Do you understand? Or you guys would still, in your mind, keep my body here for your own virtual reality, but I really am not here no more. I would become a, a hologram only. Because I choose not to be fully conscious of, of, of my totality of consciousness is what allows me to move at the speed that I am with you guys. But I have enough that I can step out when I want. You've seen me change. You've seen me as I, it was a, there's points where I want to throw up because I, I can't deal with the, the dimension as I become more and more spiritual. Do you follow what I'm saying? If I keep doing that, I mean, how many of you guys have even begun to see me illuminate? I mean, if you really watch me and I start to move up, you'll start to see what looks like an illumination. Well, if I kept pushing it, it would be the dissemination of, of me and your virtual reality. Do you understand what I'm saying? If I would either cease to exist or it would just stop and, and you'd see some part of me as you recognize as being the typical regular Eric. Do you follow what I'm saying? It's like a, a movement. When, when I'm typical Eric, there's, there's this other part of me that's more concentrated in other places and other universes per se. When I go to work, mostly I'm not here. Do you understand? It's, it's the organicness of, of, of existing, but in part still always being aware. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, or watching me through TV or experiencing, you know what I'm saying, but being able to shift that fast to, to what I need to be or to be back here. I don't think of me as being just here. Do you see what I'm saying? You guys think of yourself as this is me. I don't think, I think this is as a fraction of me. Do you follow what I'm saying? I am in many places in a way, consciousness. Go, going on that, what Frank said, why is our consciousness here in this person? Well, most likely it goes back to the original part of being red cells and creating white cells, or perhaps you could be living hundreds of lives already, but you're still in this particular tonal speed as your main one. Do you see what I'm saying? All people start off as organics in their red cells. They, they think when, with a biochemical brain or whatever, but eventually you think, is this all that I am more than just a man, but, but is this what I am? And you create a soul, okay? And that's what really creates consciousness, in my opinion, the true consciousness, is when you question your identity as to, is this all that I am? And the reason why your guys are here is because you guys are obviously much more advanced than other people just to have the conversation you're having with me. Um, just the fact that you, if you can understand any of this, it's it's like huge pieces of building an interdimensional body just, just from having this conversation. In essence, you guys are here because you guys aren't ready to really, you, you're really on the verge of either finding enlightenment or losing it altogether. The most concentrated you is right here in this room. The other parts of you are really micro-consciousnesses. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's still virtual. They're not as much as even as real as this. This is more the virtual world of God's consciousness, and then when you go into your sleep here, you go into micro-consciousnesses of what, what God would be doing. So this is the most solidified for you. This is your meeting ground of understanding. I would not concern myself so much with, again, the containers of us talking about dreams. Do you follow what I'm saying? Because you're going to get lost again. What matters most is that you begin to try to be as conscious in this dimension as you can. Your mind uses electricity to think. Your whole embodiment of thought or what it is that you know is energy, correct? 
Now, your organic body that you host with needs a recycling period for it to regenerate. That's what sleep is about, for the brain to get the dopamines and stuff. Does energy need to sleep? Is it even feasible to imagine energy being in a state of, of rest? No. Do you understand? It's simply going into the virtual world, working through those then. You should not get so absorbed with where your mind is going or what it's doing. What's more important is that you work on the most important things. And the most important thing is just to be aware of, of this dimension and structure and everything, to be conscious. I keep trying. We've been over this a million times in a million different ways, from driving and feeling the wheel of the car to thinking about your body sitting in a chair. And then what do you guys do? You guys go back to your dream world. The idea is to incorporate as much of things that shock you to awake, to build your shifting as much as you can. If you could do it three times a day, within four weeks, what a, what a huge difference that would be in your spiritual abilities and the things you could see and do. You'd be shocked. Once you get the ball running, it becomes a catalyst for more that, that automatically puts you in that state of mind. If you begin to see things and know things and feel things and everything, it, it's what's keeping you more there. Do you see what I'm saying? In fact, it gets to the point where you're there more of the time than you are here. And that's ultimately what you're trying to achieve. This is why it's important for the body to be healthy. It's important for you to, to have your finances as insecure as you can. Because anything that can powerfully draw you into this speed of dimension is if you're there too often, it will pull you from your spiritual place down here and then this is where you're going to exist all the time. It's very hard to get back up there. So this is why it's important to not have as many distractions in your life as you can. You have to work, you accept your work. But like my home, my home is all spiritual. My friends, I keep my dimension as much as I can together. The more that I circulate in that outside world, the more that I fall asleep. In essence, I mean, that, that's what you got to do. This is why I say you, your house, your room, your space, whatever you have, should have things that remind you of your spirituality. Everything in my life reminds me of my spirituality, the majority of things that I have. Everything is some kind of spiritual incantation in it. And it's there because when my eye sees it, it helps hold me into this place of slowing things down. When I go out into the world, What's the one place you know you're going to come back to? Here. So if I fall asleep out there, what is the chance of me being woken up by accident again? When I end up going back to the machine and I come back here, my things, my vibration, my tonal is designed to help bring me back. So you utilize whatever tools you have. I don't really need it so much, but it's here to help me in case I ever need that. That's what that whole vibration thing is. That's part of that spiritual consciousness. It's a very multi-frequency place that instead of you coming in here, out there the machine runs you. In here it's like this little bubble universe that in some part you're stepping out of the program programming you all the time. It's like shielding. It's like you can think while you're here and really begin to question things. When you go back out there you go right back into your sleep, right back into automating again. Sleep is a very deadly thing. It's the destroyer of many people who almost became enlightened. It's like relationships. You end up in a relationship, that person spends the majority of time with you. If they are deep in the machine, what is going to happen to you? This is the person you spend probably 50% of your time with. This is the person who you open your consciousness to. This is who you allow in your absolute closest presence with. What's going to happen? It's going to bring you into the sleep. 
everything, it's all the same stuff. It's just how you look at it. It's very interesting to look at virtual worlds, to look at spiritual ideas of worlds. It's very interesting when I think of the yogi masters, per se, thousands of years ago, when they would go to these other dimensions. In retrospect, in the future, we'll, we'll have artificial worlds that they'll go to, but they'll be nothing like, nothing like the real thing. It's amazing that they possibly could get, it's a tenth of a percent of what really is out there that you can experience. I remember one time a student I had, he worked very hard at his meditations and he got to the point where he really was working with him, I was working with him, working with him, working with him, and finally he went and he hit what would be another virtual world, a virtual world of what God was. And he experienced it for a while and then all of a sudden it was too overwhelming for him to bring that here. And he got up and he was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And he went out for like 30 minutes, it was just mind blowing. But he kept also having the world of his music and his other stuff, and eventually he got caught up in the sleep by accident with everything he experienced. What he experienced, he says there's no way he could draw it, there's no way he could explain it, there was no words that could speak it, and you want to stay there forever, it's just because you know it's so much more real than here. I think that's part of the reason why I get sick sometimes, when I want to throw up and nauseate, like being on a roller coaster. When I go there, it feels perfectly natural to me. Then when I come here, I realize how fake everything is to me. Everything feels and looks like plastic. This is the only way I can describe it. And then eventually you settle in and you can accept this dimension again and you're okay with it. Could you imagine in your dream, if you are awake in your dream, isn't there a part of you that, that looks around and knows it's all fake and you want to escape and you almost get nauseated? And then all of a sudden you just kind of accept your dream again? Same thing. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. 
finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 